The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm I'm your host. It is still Sunday, November 14th, as we are recording this. If you're listening on the audio version, it is probably Monday, November 15th. But I would highly recommend that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash pick six. You will get and if you hit subscribe and hit the alert button, you will get alerts when we go live. We go live after every primetime game. Thursday night football, Sunday night football, Monday night football, and we have a pick show, 1 o'clock usually, when Pete Briscoe doesn't have old man problems on Thursday at 1 p.m., and Ryan Wilson hosts a mock draft show on Tuesday at 1 p.m. If, for any reason, actually, you know what? Actually, not if for any reason. There's almost certainly a guarantee that that our overlord, Debo, or, you know, his boss, who will remain nameless because he's a degenerate individual uh he will uh he will probably have us do like a live chat on wednesdays starting in week 11 or something like a live playoff picture live chat anywho this is the week 10 recap of the nfl season joining me to break it down ryan wilson and john breach what's up boys uh brentson i would say that i'm probably doing better than breach who has been parting it up until about 15 minutes ago if i understand correctly i don't know you had to kiss your sister today what Oh, that was loud. The thing is, I uh, <laughs> so loud. I do have a sister. I was like, wait a second. I did talk to her this weekend, but there was no did kissing involved. My sister. Um, I had a. Man, this, I, you know what? I, I would say Sunday made up for Saturday. What happened Saturday? Good, state, good state lose. State lost to Wake, probably ending our ACC championship hopes and Come really breaking my heart. But that's okay. We uh, we had a big. A big old Sunday against the spread is your boy storming back. Storming Norman. That's what I'm going to call you, Brinson. Norman. Do you want, where do you want to start? Do you want to start Steelers-Lions? Yes. Breach yes. up. All right, let's start there. Uh, when, when the Bengals lose, we start there and we dunk all over Breach. The, the problem here. And this well, is worse and, than a loss. Yeah, I mean, the, the eh. tie. 16 it's to not, 16. It's not worse than losing to the Jets. Mason Rudolph attempts 50 passes in this game, which I mean, gross. Um, the problem is like you, pr- you almost certainly predicted this and probably picked the lions to win this game because as you've written every year for like the last 10 years, Wilson on CBSports.com, the, the Steelers and Mike Tomlin for as good a coach as he is. And he's a hall of fame coach loves to lay an egg once a year against a really bad team, usually on the road this year at home. Yeah, I, I don't know if you remember the stat breach, but it kept coming up. I, I think that the Lions had lost nine straight times in Pittsburgh going back to the 50s. They haven't. They, they had not won in Pittsburgh since 1955. There you go. So Dick LeBeau was 55 years old the last time that happened. He obviously played for the Lions, Hall of Famer there, and then coached for the Steelers later. Uh, look, this tie, I will take it. Like Breach says, it's worse than a loss. It is absolutely not worse than losing to the Jets. A Jets team, by the way, who's given up 45 points in three of the last four games. A the Jets only team game that they... beat the Titans that has wins. Uh, the... Also, no big Ben here. 
no Ben, no Chase Claypool. Juju Smith-Schuster's been out. Uh, so they had injuries. And I've been saying all year, I like what Dan Campbell's sort of doing there. And I watched most of the second half of that game um, because you, uh, why would you watch it on purpose? The weather was also terrible, but that goes for both teams. Jared Goff threw the ball something like 11 times before they got late in the game because they were just running all over them. The defense had no answers. So the defense was, was the culprit there. Tomlin said after the game that Rudolph did enough to win, and I think that's true. He had a terrible interception early, but the very first drive he threw a touchdown to the former college teammate, James Washington. Um, but I'll take the tie. Now, it would have been nice to win, given that the, the Ravens lost and given that the Browns lost, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, and given that the Bengals, Bengals basically did what the Steelers did this weekend, nothing, and they were just at home. So, oh, we missed. That's still so loud. Why That's not loud. Still... That's not loud. It no, sounds fun. Okay. No. It's loud in my ears. You just got big ears, I guess. I, I have very tiny ears, actually. But, uh, big head then. Um, yeah. It, it, I, again, great story for the Lions and that they didn't lose. About what you would expect from the Steelers, all things considered. Uh, I, I think if Big Ben plays, they probably win that game, but they're still not covering the minus nine. And we knew this going into this game. This wasn't a playoff team anyway. They just uh, were winning a bunch of close games that they should have lost, going back to the Bears last week. There were a lot of crappy calls in this game. There were a lot of things that the Lions did that you go, oh, that's why you're 0-8. Dropped interceptions late in the game. Breach, you can talk about the worst, and you said this, the worst field goal, the worst 48-yard field goal in the history of of kicking, not just football, but any sport that, that requires you to put your foot on a ball. It yes. That bad. Oh, it was terrible. Uh, is it that bad? No, he, it, Brenton, was like, it was that bad. This is Ryan Santoso. This is overtime. If he makes the kick, it is over because both teams have had possessions. So we're at the point where there's a sudden death. First point wins. He lines up for a 48 yard field goal. And in my head, I'm thinking if this was any other team but the Lions, I'd be about 90% sure they were going to hit this. But nope, it's the Lions. So probably it's a coin flip 50 50 thing. And as soon as he hit it, in my head, I'm like, is that blocked? This thing only got over the line by about four feet and landed. And he fell short on a 48-yard field goal. And and then they showed the replay from a back angle. And the announcer, who was the announcer? Uh, I can't even remember. Bullock. <laughs> so the announcer specifically mentions out on, on the, you see the, the replay from the other angle. He's like, Ooh, and it wasn't blocked at all. That was just a bad miss. I mean, when you're, it, when you have a shot at a clutch kick like that, you got to hit it. And he, he whiffed back. It's like hitting a seven iron from one fifty, and you hit it so fat that the ball goes 90 yards. Yeah. That, I've never I, seen breach. Have you ever seen a kicker hit it fat like that? Not, I mean, it doesn't happen often. I, I, don't I, sort, of, I sort of likened it to it was a golf analogy or golf metaphor. I don't, I don't know which one it is, but like you're you you know it's like a par five, and you feel like you can really hit the ball along. You you know you want to power up, like or it's a short par four. Maybe you're powering up with your driver, and you end up kind of catching it. Like like you you swing so hard that your swing is bad. Like maybe he didn't feel like he had the leg for forty eight because forty eight wasn't he, he just signed though. Well, he can still kick a 48-yarder. Oh, I mean, he can hit 48-yarder. Yeah, he hit it fat. That's what happened. I mean, if you got your driver out and you're trying to drive a 250-yard par four and you hit it fat, okay, that's fine. He hit it fat. That's what happened. It wasn't like he didn't have enough leg. And that's my point. I've never seen a kicker. Like, you see punters shank it every so often. Maybe even once a once a week, someone shanks one that goes 25 yards. But to hit a – I mean, as Breach noted, it didn't even make it out of the end zone. It was like two yards, two yards yeah. short of the end line. Bad. 
By the way, you look at that guy. If you guys, you guys know Freddie Prince Jr. If you've ever seen Freddie Prince Sr., <laughs> he looked like Freddie Prince Sr. He had that little weird mustache. He looked like he came straight out of a 70s sitcom. And he had no intention of making that kick. Well, Just, I feel like now, now he's going to shave it so no one recognizes him. That would be smart. That's a good reason to get a mustache, so you can shave it so no one recognizes you if you make a mistake. So when you're on the lam, nobody can find you. But the Lions should have won that game, just like the Bears should have won last week against the Steelers. And the Steelers, you know, are who we thought they were. They're not a very good football team who are uh, replacement level and finding ways to win. They would have been in first place in the division, ridiculously enough, had they won this game. But they didn't. And, you know, it is what it is. DeAndre Swift went off. Igwe Buike went off and breached, you know, Igwe Buike's dad. Donald Igwe Buike, kicker, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, mid-1980s. No, who was he? <laughs> that was my so his, great Ace Ventura impression, yeah. yeah um, his his son ripped off the 42-yarder for a touchdown uh, early in the did. game. Do you want, you want a fun fact about Godwin Igwe Buike? Igwe Buike. He is... That is the longest road, 42-yard rushing touchdown, longest road rushing touchdown by a Lions player since 1997 when Barry Sanders ripped one off, 51-yarder against the Washington football team. Uh, the Lions also rushed for 200 yards for the first time since week seven in 2018. Uh, Urban Meyer clearly hasn't coached there. And, uh, I mean, look, I mean – I feel for Dan Campbell. Like, just get the win. He was coaching. He was actually, according to the telecast, he had taken over some of the play calling duties. Mm. And Jared Goff wasn't asked to do a lot because he didn't need to. Mason Rudolph was asked to do a whole bunch, and Mason was fine. Like, Mason actually was more mobile than Big Ben, so try to wrap your brain around that. Um, but Deontay Johnson fumbled in overtime on a what could have been a set up a, a potentially game-winning field goal because, as Breach might admit, even though he's not a Steelers fan, Chris Boswell... Is he a top three kicker breach? You have to read my kicker rankings, Ryan. All right, I'll look that up. But I'm yes, gonna... yes, he is. So and so that's one one thing. And the the Lions messed it up again. So the Steelers got the ball back with I think like less than a minute to go in overtime. And then he is number moves. three, number three for my preseason kicker rankings this year. So your top three is right on button. He's been. Are you great. talking about the um after the like the the Steelers got the ball like three times in overtime? Well, Deontay Johnson fumbled on a, a great throw from Mason Rudolph where he undercut the receiver. And then I swear this drives me crazy. This drives me almost as crazy as people who don't use cruise control on the freeway. But when you catch a long pass, you probably don't use cruise control, if I had to guess. No, because I'm a locked in driver who's constantly focused. Yeah, on you're speed. you're the That's jack nut that you're the jack nut that sees someone pass you and speeds up, and then you get in front of them and slow down. Anyway, Deontay Johnson catches the ball and he undercuts the receiver to his right. He goes to his left. Cuts back to his right. Right. Guess who's there? The cornerback he just beat. He punches the ball out. This happens every week in the NFL. It happened on Sunday Night Football to Joe Jackson. That drives me crazy. Anyway, so that happened. And then the last series of the game, Firemuth in overtime, fumbled uh, what would have been probably a 57-yarder for uh, for Chris Boswell for a chance to win it. And uh, that that's why that game deserved to be a tie. Um, two fumbles, two turnovers in overtimes. Unreal. Like, full disclosure. And not to lose. I was doing some dad stuff as this game was wrapping up. I think this is the only game for the, was this the only game for the one o'clock that was like really. Yeah. Um, I, uh, well, the Titans game got close to the end there. Yeah. 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 Uh, but I mean, like, but, like by and large, there were a lot of blowouts in, in, in the slate in general. So, and even right. the o'clock games were snug at halftime and then kind of got pulled away. Uh, but the, I'm wondering on that thing that led to the uh, Santoso missed field goal. I know there's the holding on third and Four, which they, they golf hit 
St. Brown down to the Pittsburgh 25. And they got called for holding. And then they picked up eight yards and he because they, they kicked from the 30. I'm just wondering, like, what was there any I, I didn't I didn't see it really, really closely. So I was sort of asking you guys, was there anything the Lions did stupidly? I mean, obviously, other than the, the penalty to back them up and force it. Because you've got this guy that you just signed off the off the street, right? And he's not a, you know, like a, as as preach notes, you should be able to make a forty eight yard. I, I know. I'm just saying, if you're if you've got, in that situation, if you're the Lions, you would love to give him a chippy. And a I think they did. I, I don't think there were any issues there. They had a drop interception, I believe, after that play, uh, in which. That would have been at midfield. I think that. I mean, was- the only thing you could argue. So after, who I don't know who got called for the roughing the passer on Goff. That so once that happened, a terrible call. It was Trey Norwood. But go ahead. Yeah. So that probably the line should not have even been in field goal range because that shouldn't have been called. But once that happened, I was like, oh my god, that's going to cost the Steelers the game because that basically puts them in field goal range. So they're at the thirty-four, and it was like, what's Dan Campbell going to do? And they just they run the ball in two straight plays. So you can look at it as in one of two ways. One would be, what are you doing here? You're the Lions. Like, don't play for a field goal. Don't play for, for a field goal. But then the other flip side of that is they ran the ball so well is that that's probably Campbell did not want to put this in Jared Goff's hands. Uh, so he's like, you know what? We're gonna either we're gonna ride or die with DeAndre Swift. And if he can't get the first down, we'll just kick the field goal. Um so it was, I can't imagine being Dan Campbell trying to call plays because it was his first game calling plays, I think, this season. And it just looked like he outthought himself there. And that's how you end up trying a 48-yard field goal and not getting closer. Yeah, not ideal. Um, uh, on the, in the range of, in, in terms of the playoff race, obviously a tie, a tie is better than a loss, but worse than, a, you know, worse than a win. I mean, no kidding, right? Uh, but Pittsburgh's still the five seed in the AFC as we stand right now. By the way, a certain team's leading AFC West. We'll talk about that later. I hope you, I hope you took that bet that I told you not to take in terms of them winning the division. <laughs> yeah, duh, of course I did. Um, but, I mean, the Steelers are still in the playoffs at 5-3-1. and one. That's the, a AFC is, the AFC is a maw of teams who are – I mean, Denver is 12 at 5-5. Five and five. The uh, current seven seed in the NFC, the Panthers, are 5-5 five and five as well. And Denver is 12th in the AFC. Do so, a lot know? of stuff left to go in the AFC. Oh, great news. Bengals ain't last in the division anymore. That's a positive development. That's exciting. All right, we'll get to that as well in a second. Let's. Uh, anything else from Lions and, and Steelers that you guys want to cover? Uh, Breach, are the Lions going to win a game this year? Yes. Oh, also, fun fact, 17-game schedule. Someone tweeted this out. don't know who it was, but Mike Tomlin's going to still find a way to go 500. Of course he yeah. is. Yeah. Better than 500. The No, 8-8-1. Eight, eight, and one. That's the joke. Oh, but but that his worst season ever last year or two years ago? He had he's an eight eight a couple years. Okay, um, the Lions the Lions will find a win. God, it's got to be tough out there. Oh, Dan Campbell, you poor sob. They could beat the Bears on Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they could beat the Browns if Baker Mayfield's out for sure. For sure, they got yeah. Baker's Baker's banged up. Anyway, let's let's move on because Steelers Lions ultimately, I mean, matters, but. Mostly on. just dunking on Wilson. Uh, and Big Ben should be back for next week, right? I don't know. What's the 10-day rule? If you're vaccinated, is it a different breach? No, if he's vaccinated, he just has to record a positive, two positive tests, but they have to be 24 hours apart. Yep. Oh, okay. So right. he can literally, if he tested negative today, or two negative tests, 
So if he tastes, if he tested negative today and tests negative tomorrow, then he can go back to practice on Monday. So I mean, you got to play the be, Chargers next in LA. So good luck with that. But it's also or, or, it's, it's Sunday Night Football, and we saw what happened the last time the Steelers were in LA. Tons of uh, remember the, all the terrible towels in that soccer stadium. Oh, a couple years ago. Yeah, I think Duck Hodges started that game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and by the way, Najee Harris, over, we are betting Najee Harris over uh, c- carries in that game because the Chargers are the worst rush defense in football. They're going to feed Najee. His leg's going to fall off. He's going to be, fine. he's going to play a year and a half. Well, it's not I fine. For, same thing with Lev Bell. It's fine. fine I mean, it's him. not fine, but I mean, it's, it's what they're going to do. Okay. Moving along to the most important game of the day. Hmm. The best storyline in professional football. Best storyline in sports, frankly. Oh, it's gonna be this is gonna be Cam Newton Bowl. Cam Newton's back. I mean, oh my God, what an unbelievable Cam. People were like, like as so I was out again doing this little dad thing, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to, it, it's like why guides or whatever. And I'm trying. Do you not, work on Sundays or what's going yeah, on? Yeah, I'm like, man, I'm trying to just be a good parent and not <laughs> and, and like. That's the be, first time I've ever heard those words out of your mouth. <laughs> I know he must have got in trouble. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was trying. I didn't want to. I didn't want to like send my son with you know two of my buddies out to this after this whole thing. I, we we cut it short. Came back. Just it was watching Redstone. You don't have to explain yourself. But like, but the people who are with were all Panthers fans, and they were asking me. They're like, "So what's the deal? Like Cam? Like you know, is he gonna is uh is he gonna is he gonna start today? And is he even playing today? I was like, he's active. I had heard going into the game that they had a specific package for Cam that was basically, uh, you know, like a you know, red zone type of thing where they had a couple of plays built in the Panthers get down <laughs> into the red zone. And all of a sudden Cam Newton's just in the game. I mean, he hasn't like, he hadn't played with the Panthers since 2019. Right. Isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah. And he became the first quarterback in the last 30 years with a rush touchdown and a pass touchdown on his first rush attempt and his first pass attempt of the season. He plunges in the end zone. He, I think he did the Superman. He starts screaming, I'm yep. back. I'm ba-. He may have not done the Superman. He did it on the bench. Okay. He starts yelling, I'm back. I'm back. And uh, by the way, Cam, this is a fun fact. Cam won the BCS title with Auburn in State Farm Stadium where he played against Arizona. So, you know, he loves that arena. The Cardinals finished with revenge game. I don't know if that qualifies. Um, the uh, the Cardinal revenge game for Hassan Reddick, who had one and a half sacks. Yeah, okay. the, his fifth time doing that. Uh, Cardinals had eight more yards of offense of Christian McCaffrey. And I mean, I think this is probably more about the Cardinals missing uh, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins than it is about the Panthers being a great football team, but clearly well, they, got, this, they got smoked in with 34, 10 Panthers win this, this, this Cam Newton signing invigorated breach, the Carolina Panthers. I mean, that's what it looked like. It looked like it lit a fire under every seat. They looked pumped. They looked amped when they were out there. And we're talking about, you could, the first two possessions of the game, as soon as those happened, it was over. Like you knew the Panthers were winning. You came out, uh, the, the cam touchdown happened because the Cardinals fumbled on their opening possession. And then Carolina drove what? Like 15 yards. Boom. Cam gets it in. And then Cliff Kingsbury with Colt McCoy as his quarterback goes for it on fourth and one from his own 42. Like, look, I know the analytics say go for it maybe on fourth and one, but not with Colt McCoy. The analytics don't take into account Colt McCoy. You don't go for fourth and one in your own territory with Colt McCoy as your quarterback. And so he did. 
and he didn't get it. And boom, what happens? Panthers set up right for success. And then Cam gets another touchdown. Well, initially, Christian McCaffrey, it was ruled a Christian McCaffrey touchdown. They they went back and, and looked at it because they review all scoring plays. Right, right. And he brought, was it down. Back to the, brought it back to the three-yard line, brought Cam back in, and then Cam throws a touchdown pass to Robbie Anderson. I mean, people are losing their – like, Panthers fans are losing their minds. If you – they don't even – no one's even thinking about Sam Darnold. It's a brilliant move <laughs> by, the, by the Panthers, to be honest, Wilson. Yeah, no one's thinking about Sam Darnold. I mean, the only thought you're having about Sam Darnold is that he's never going to play again. And you're talking about Cam Walker, uh, Cam Walker, Cam Newton. P.J. Walker was clinical. Again, Sam Darnold, they traded a second-round pick for. I'm sure David Pepper, David Pepper, David Tepper is angry about uh, the fact they had to give up all that he gave up for Sam Darnold. And, and they got to pay him $19 million next year, too. You got to pay him $19 million next year. And I say it every week. Adam Gase is the real winner here each and every week that we see um, Sam Darnold. So, yeah, P.J. Walker looked good. Cam Newton, obviously, you can't beat three for four for a touchdown and then running for another touchdown. And the vindication, and it almost felt like he never left. And to Breach's point, uh, this was the weekend of backup quarterbacks coming back to earth. Uh, Colt McCoy, there were several others that we'll talk about. Colt McCoy's interception was, uh, we say it every week, one of the worst interceptions we've ever seen. But he threw across his body about 40 yards and overthrew his receiver by about 25 more yards for the easiest interception uh, that that the Panthers probably had this season. And uh, it got to the point where McCoy, I think McCoy, uh, Colt got hurt and, Streveler came in who had to play last year at times. Uh, underrated storyline, James Conner, I think, scored his 11th or 12th touchdown. I mean, it is bonkers how much he's scoring. So weird. 10 for 39 for, for one TD. But, uh, you know, we sort of felt like the Cardinals would come back to earth at some point. I'm not blaming the injuries because they played lights out last week. And maybe that says more about your 49ers, Brinson, or your <laughs> former team, the 49ers, than that you're a Panthers fan than it does about the Cardinals. But cool. Uh, cool. <laughs> Happy <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah turkey. <laughs> this uh, but, but you look at the Cardinals now. They have lost two or three. They lost to a completely depleted Packers team where Aaron Rodgers had no one to throw the ball to, and they lose to a Panthers team who you know a Cardinals fan can say, well, we didn't have Kyler Murray. Like the Panthers had their backup quarterback. They have PJ Walker and Cam team. Newton who was signed they have on Thursday. PJ Walker and a guy who was signed on Thursday who probably knew four plays. Like you said, he had a tiny package going in these red zone plays, and that's hey, what, what he did. Hey, <laughs> package. That's what she said. Uh, <laughs> His play package. <laughs> I don't know if that helps. That's better. Um, the so the Cardinals are now eight and two. I I am worried that one we had this long history of the Cardinals kind of doing this down the stretch. As because just, Kyler as, gets banged up, and then you have questions. And we, and we have recent history of when Kyler's hurt, the Cardinals struggled down the stretch. They still have to play the Seahawks twice, including next week in the afternoon slot. R Russ looked like crap, and we'll get to that in a minute. Mm. But, you know, I mean, that's to be expected with the hand injury. You still got to deal with Russ. They have a game against the Rams, a game against the Colts, a game against the Cowboys, and then uh, the two games where it's clearly they'll be favorites, I think, because they, the, they have the Seahawks and then they're by, I believe. Right? Yes. Um but the Rams the are winning the division, and then the question at becomes, the Bears and at the Lions. So they're two like games where they, they're definitely favorites are you know on the road. I mean, they should win at minimum three more games, right? Right? Yeah, they're going to the playoffs. Yes, they're they going because even if they go three, 11 and six, they go three and four in those final seven. 
that means the seventh seed right now, the Panthers would have to go six and two. Like that's you know, right, it, right. It would it would take a lot for that to happen. But I do agree with Wilson. I, I think they're not even. I don't think they're going to win the division. So no, no, they're not going to win. The Rams is the bet to win the division right now. They're yeah, because they're, they're a plus money coming this week. We talked about that. Brady, I, mean, I, I was pumping up the Seahawks before this weekend, and I got to read. Well, I mean, two that. weeks ago when I think the Cardinals either right before the Packers game or right after when we talked about we we polled the three of us and. <laughs> on who would win the NFC West, and none of us picked the Cardinals, even though they were in first place by themselves at that point. I picked the Rams, right? I'm sure I picked the Rams. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yes, tiny packages are classic. It's a clip and save. It's yeah, like, it's a clip and save all day long. Oh, Go Heels! Tiny package. Didn't, didn't Brinson say they had a package of plays for him? How was you, dumb dumb? No, I said <laughs> I said they had a package of plays. You said he had a tiny package, <laughs> a tiny package of plays. <laughs> you didn't, didn't say that. Of plays. <laughs> you just said he had a tiny package. Uh, let me see if I can bring up really quickly the division odds. Yo, wow! At at Caesars, the Cardinals are still minus one fifty. The Rams are plus one twenty five. The Seahawks are sixty to one, and the 49ers are seventy to one. If you can bet on the Rams to win the NFC West at plus money, please go do that. I know Robert Woods is out, but they got Odell Beckham. They add Von Miller. This is a better team than the Cardinals. The Cardinals currently have the tiebreaker. The Rams are going to win that division. Now, I'm going to look like an idiot if on Monday night this completely flips, but Rams at plus money to win the NFC West is a good bet. Go bet that. What was I about to say? I completely forgot. Even if the Rams lose on Monday night, I still... I would still pick them to win the division. Yeah, I think so too. Their people um, are their main. Pri- oh, pri- oh, sorry. Robert Woods aside, they have their guys are healthy, and they have, as you mentioned, Odell, and maybe that jump starts them and all that. The uh, the thing I think for the Cardinals, so they have the Seahawks, and then they're by, and the Seahawks is on the road. I honestly, and this sounds kind of crazy, I think they should sit Kyler Murray they're against nice. the Seahawks and give him four weeks of like. Get this guy healthy because this team is not going to do anything meaningful without Kyler Murray. Well, here's the thing: if they're if they're going to lose the division and, and they understand that, and by they I mean Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime, and they understand it in the sense that they think it's unlikely, that it doesn't make sense to roll them out there because it's breach notes. Just win three more games and you're in. Yep. So unless you're going to get the first overall pick and get the buy, do the math. First and then, seed, but yeah, Bears, Lions. Right. You need to beat the Bears and the Lions. If you beat the Bears and the Lions on the road. And when one home game, you are all but guaranteed to be in the playoffs. The Packers, 17, the Seahawks, nothing. It's the first time in Russell Wilson's career that he's been shut out. 150 career starts until it happened. Only seven quarterbacks since 1950 made more starts than their first than Russ before their first time being shut out. It is the lowest combined first half score, three to zero, mm-hmm. Packers. Uh, in a game, in an NFL game this season, and the Seahawks have now lost 10 straight road games against the Packers. Wilson, should Russell Wilson have been playing in this game? Well, the, the answer is no. Right. 20 for 40, he had two. two yes, I guess hindsight is 20. <laughs> two interceptions. Yeah, I, I just figured he would be fine. And by fine, I mean 75% of what we expect from Russ, which is 25% better than what we got from Geno Smith because Geno's a, a backup and he's replacement level. And that's, you know, 50% of Russ or whatever. Uh, but yeah, in retrospect, Russ probably should not have been out there. And much the same conversation we had about Kyler Murray going forward. Um, yeah, you see he's completed half his passes. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the graphic. 161 passing yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions. 39.7 passer rating. 
Uh, previous five games, his pass rating was 125.3 before he hurt his finger. So, yeah, he shouldn't have been out there. And, and I think that's it. Aaron Rodgers got up to a slow start. As you mentioned, it was 3 nothing. Didn't even throw a touchdown pass. And I thought it was interesting that Tony Romo said that uh, all the backlash from his comments about uh, immunization versus vaccination really affected Aaron Rodgers, like for the last week and a half or however long it's been, which I found interesting. But we've always said he, he, he seems to be sort of thin-skinned and has his earballs open to hear what everyone's saying. And, you know, maybe if he could focus more on other things, it, it wouldn't bother him as much. But he, look, they found a way to win, and um, that's a huge win for them. Not that the division's in question, but if they want to, you know, get to the Super Bowl, which I would like them to do because they're my pick along with the Bills, and they're along the right path. Oh, by the way, Breach, what are you going to do about Mason Crosby? I mean, if I'm the Packers, I don't know if I'm concerned yet. It's he's he was so good for he went that, remember that Lions game a couple years ago. He missed like six, like three extra points and three field goals, total meltdown. Then he went on a hot streak and wasn't missing anything. And then starting with that Bengals game, kind of has been going south since then. I don't know if I'm worried about now the Packers because the question we always ask ourselves, Ryan, is who is out there that's better? It's not easy. It's already hard enough to kick. When you talk about bringing somebody into Lambeau Field, that's not an easy environment for a kicker, probably one of the toughest stadiums. Uh, so I don't know that you can just replace. Yeah, so unless he misses like two field goals a game for the next three weeks, I Jeez. can't. I don't think they would even think about it. The, the the problem is if I think I think if you're the if you're the Packers, you've had this. It's like uh, Lafleur and Gutekunst have had a conversation, or like Lafleur and the special teams coach have had a conversation, but no one else is talking about it because you don't want to you know put out the like you don't want the word to get out that you're concerned. But remember, he had the season where he had the yips, and people were wondering will they move on from Mason Crosby? Of course, they didn't. I would doubt that they do anything right now the bigger concern here by the way is uh, Aaron Jones has a sprained MCL mm -hmm. and this is the I, this may be the fourth time he sprained his MCL uh, yeah. I think twice in the right leg and once in the left leg um, that's better than tearing your ACL I'll tell you that that'll heal for for sure he missed I, I want to say three games the first time and then the last two times, and I'm going off a Tom Silverstein tweet, I believe. And now the Packers front office is like, oh, I told you so. We need to draft a running back in the second round. <laughs> um, Who gets the last laugh now? AJ I mean, the AJ, look, the, the A.J. Dillon pick looks not idiotic right now. Oh, here it is. Um, so uh, Jones sprained his MCL three other times. Two on his right and once on his left. Oh, that's correct. Uh, he, uh, he missed two games in 2017 with his left MCL sprain. Did the right at the end of 2017 to 2018, so he didn't come back because it was so late in the year. No surgery for any of them. At mi at, at, at minimal, it feels like he's going to miss three games. A.J. Dillon looks awesome. I don't know what – I mean, actually, I guess I do know what Steve Adazio was doing at Boston College, just not passing him the ball. But he had no receptions at Boston College. He might have had 20 receptions in his entire career at Boston College. And he definitely had a 2000 – like rushing 2000 yard rushing season. I think he's a great receiver. He's an animal. He's a difficult to bring down. I think the Packers are going to lean on Dylan in this run game. And you're going to see a like AJ Dylan's a fantasy league winner. And his over on rush yards is a smash every single week for the next few weeks until Aaron Jones comes back. That is one of the hardest things as the junior draft analyst is to figure out <laughs> why running backs don't get a lot of catches in college and try to have it with Jonathan Taylor too. What does that mean going forward? Debo and I actually talked to AJ Dillon uh, before the draft. He was a very nice 
Very nice chat. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, I thought you had more there. He, uh, let's see. I'm just going to tell you real quick what he had in college. But uh, do, do we, or do we, on the Seahawks, oh, he had 1685 his junior year. Sorry, no 2000 yard season. But he had 21 catches in, in three years at Boston College. I mean, this guy is a good receiver as far as running backs go. Um, do we, how do we feel about the Seahawks here? Yeah, I keep Russ, saying Russ, that. Russ, Russ wasn't ready to play football. No. And I would imagine, if I had to guess, he probably talked his way into playing. I mean, he's well, he, out did, there. he did the whole invisible. Right. He's doing the phantom workout. Yeah. Nine finger Wilson out there. <laughs> Can't throw the football. Well, I, I, I've been talking for weeks that they're going to win the, be the seventh seed, but this might've been the crazy. like last week was crazy. This might've been the craziest two week stretch in terms of teams winning that were surprising and teams losing that shouldn't have lost and one team idiotically tying. But I don't know right now as we sit here whether the Saints and the Panthers are going to give up the six and seven seed and allow the Seahawks to, to make their move. So right now, I, I had to hold steady and say the Seahawks don't appear to be a playoff. Ooh, Wilson, you're shooting on your boy. Wilson, this is the, a Wilson on Wilson crime. I'm just schedule. saying, I don't. Shouts, hold, shouts to whoever keeps popping back up every single time we do a live show to give one dislike. I mean, I I, I, was, I, I feel like there's going to be, we're going to find out. It's what the if it's person. Wilson? It's the same person hitting that button every time. You should hit the like button. We are giving away a Brinson Sucks hat. I don't know what that was, but they are sweeping the nation in terms of their interest. <laughs> the Seahawks have the Cardinals at home. Remember, Kyler still banged up at Washington. Oh, that's a primetime. That's a primetime game um, against San Francisco. Also a primetime game at the Texans. Is a, man, they still have the Texans, Lions, and Bears left on the schedule. And my lowly 49ers in the Washington football team. There's there's a path to nine wins. Well, okay. There's I mean, a path. Are the Saints and Panthers gonna suddenly crap the bed? Are the Vikings gonna who are eighth now gonna crap the bed? I mean, this is the mat. This is the they can't all are, crap the bed. There's not enough room in the bed. If the Seahawks are in the AFC, they'd be in trouble. NFC, they're still fine. There's also a path to take a, a break. And we're gonna do that right now. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. 
With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Chiefs and the Raiders. You know, we usually uh, usually break down uh, Sunday Night Football first. We've had some uh, some bad... Uh, by, oh, by the way, we're giving away a Brinson Sucks hat, as I mentioned before. Hit the like button if you're watching on YouTube. We are giving basically giving away our buddy Lewis Dawes, a podcast listener, great friend of the show, awesome dude. Made up a bunch of Brinson Sucks hats and toboggans. We're going to give them away uh, on essentially every single primetime recap show. So hit the like button. If we hit a certain number, Debo will tell me what it is. We will give a hat away to someone in the comments. People are yelling hat in, in the chat. You should come and hang out with us. It is fun. Much more fun than Chiefs Raiders, which was a complete blowout. The Chiefs absolutely dominated the Raiders. 41 to 14, a classic old, I mean, I say old school, like last year, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid game. Mahomes goes 35 of 50, which is, it's crazy through 50 times in a, in a, in a complete blowout like this. It, it, did, it was a little bit closer until uh, late in the game when Deshaun Jackson made the previously referenced egregious mistake and fumbled after a long catch. It should have been a touchdown. 35 of 50, 406 passing yards, five touchdowns, zero interceptions. Daryl Williams had a mammoth game, nine catches, 101 yards, and a touchdown, 11 carries for 43 yards. Kelsey, eight catches, 119 yards. Tyreek Hill, seven catches, 83 yards, two touchdowns. Even old Byron can't stop once you pop. Pringle got a touchdown as well. So I ask you this, Wilson. Are the Chiefs back? And do you wish you'd bet on Patrick Mahomes at 80-1 to to win MVP? Yes and no. I'm fine with not betting on Patrick Holmes with the MVP. I think there's some people in front of him. He could win it, of course. But, yeah, I was just skeptical because we had seen nothing from this Chiefs team to indicate that they were the Chiefs teams that we saw the last three-plus years. Uh, but we saw it on Sunday night, and I think part of that was Patrick Holmes taking underneath stuff, which we hadn't seen him do a lot this year. He threw a lot of passes quickly, got rid of it, and let his playmakers do the heavy damage. And then the Raiders continue to spiral out of control as uh, – you know, one bad thing after the next happens to them off the field. And I don't know if that's playing a large or small part, but it's affecting them in some manner because they're not playing very good football. Um, Derek Carr was okay. He wasn't great. Um, had one interception, should have probably had three or four, given all those moon balls he was throwing. But for the Chiefs, it, it's a great win. The defense only allowed 14 points. And, and those are things you can build on. I don't know if Mel, Melvin Ingram played or how much he played. I know they talked about it before the game, but I didn't. He had uh Melvin Ingram had a monster one arm dismissal of a I believe it was a tight end into a uh a, an incredible tackle. Okay. Oh, by the way, he, which he was his only tackle of the game. It Thank probably you. was, yeah. And he, the only other thing I'll say is that uh we'd like to dunk on Daniel Sorensen for being given up big plates. My man had an interception, so good good for Danny S. The, I mean the Chiefs, I, I mean, I'm I'm honestly regretting that I'm lighter on the Chiefs than I like I've talked about the Chiefs a lot. 
Brenton, credit where credit is due. Every week you said, let's sprinkle some on the Chiefs. And if you sprinkled on the Chiefs every time Brenton said sprinkle on the Chiefs, you got to be f- feeling really good about your position right now. You're like a cupcake right now. <laughs> a cupcake? You're feeling like a salt block if you sprinkle it. Like there. A- I mean, look, I, I, I mean, the Chiefs are in first place in the AFC West. The Broncos traded away Von Miller. They just, like, uh, kind of like slapped the, the Raiders around on national television. And the Chargers have the Chargers lost three in a row. No, they lost three or four because they beat the Eagles. I mean, man, they're they're by minus one hit minus one ten. They are minus one ten to win the AFC West at Caesars. That is a bet. The Chargers are struggling right now. They're they're sort in a weird headspace. Joe Lombardi has it. We'll, we'll talk about them in a second. Anyway. Bet on the Chiefs. Anything less than minus 150 is a bet. Debo had it up a second ago. Patrick Mahomes is still 30 to 1. I have a good friend of the show who is covering this game as a ruse to go out to Vegas and party for the weekend. I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to say Adam Beasley's name on the podcast, but he's out in Vegas. And I told him, of course, I was Bees. Who cares? Um, I told Bees, if you get back to Harrah's, and you can find a 30 to one or better Patrick Mahomes MVP, put 50 bucks on it for me. Like this MVP race is wide open. And if the Chiefs get white hot and win a bunch of games and get the number one seed, they're just going to give it to him. Be like, it'll be like the Rodgers relax season, like I said two weeks ago and last week and three weeks ago and four weeks ago. Mm, all right. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, did the Chiefs fix things, or did we just get to our annual midseason collapse for the Raiders and they proved their frauds again? No, Gus, the- Gus Bradley. Gus Bradley just ran a bad defense against Patrick Mahomes, and he and he ate him up. Oh, uh, well, I mean, because like last year, the Raiders started six and three. Guess what they finished? Do you remember their final record after starting six and three? Seven and nine, eight and eight. Oh, okay. In 2019, they started six and four. Do you remember their final record after they started six and four? Five and eleven. Uh, I should have gone back to Alaska. Seven and nine. Ah, dang it! Wait, sure. I got a, I got a question for Breach. Yeah. What do you make of Tommy Towns's laser on fourth down? That was a great call. Good call. That was, you know, the crazy thing is, you know, sometimes you'll see a punter do that if the 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 gunner out there is unprotected. You know, nobody's covering him, and and they just throw it because they know they can. They have a wide open pass. But the fact that there was a guy out there, and that Tommy Townsend had to throw it to someone who could have been covered and then he threw a rocket uh that was just i mean that was that felt like it iced the game yeah um because it was 27 14 at that point the raiders finally got a stop because their defense had been horrible all game finally get a stop they're gonna get the ball back maybe they can cut the lead to one touchdown but nope tommy townsend converts the fourth and seven chiefs go down score touchdown now it's 34 to 14 breach as a former division three college punter and someone who can throw the ball 50 yards according to you how many Fake punts did you convert because of your laser right arm? I threw a 55-yard touchdown oh, pass. Yeah, oh, okay. How far did in it go college. in the air? What were the air yards? Uh, probably 35. Here we go. Four. Four. Here, here we go. It's a screen to a The ball got snapped over my head, and I went back and got <laughs> it and threw the pass. Stop it. Stop it. I need video. All real. It's real life. Where's the all 22 on this? There must be The, the guy who caught be- it, his name was Chad Salyer. Chad, if you're listening, you're, you need to tweet these guys. Hey, hit the hit the like button in the uh, in the ch- if you're in the chat, if you're watching the show, hit the like button. Uh, I don't know what the number is, but if we get to a certain number, we're giving away free hat 
if you've ever seen the South Park episode Free Hat, we are giving one away. So Just hit the clear. like button. So, Breach, in your career, you're one for one with the touchdown, or did you throw some other incompletions? One for one. Look at this guy. So wait, wait, wait. you you are your college career. Now this is what college was it? Hanover. In now, in, in, in the like fairness, in full disclosure, in full disclosure, the touchdown got called back. Uh, <laughs> so you're over. Oh, what are you talking we got, about? We got flagged. We got flagged. The only oh, we got so flagged no for play. illegal man downfield. So what you're saying is there's no official record of your single 55 yard throw. Anyone who was at the game would remember it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure all 15 people who were at the Hanover College, hundreds. There's hundreds. Yeah, hundreds. So this guy Man. said he was one for one with a touchdown, and then he said it was called back. So that means in the record book, right. he he heard me saying because if because if you throw a pass at a college level, even D3, that college is keeping records of that. But if there was a flag, there'd be no records of that. It got By the way, back. I'm just being honest. What Hanover? Hanover's the home of Woody Harrelson. Is that correct? It is the home of Woody Harrelson. There we go. There you All right, in the uh, chat, uh, I'll ask you this. Should I waste six hours of my week this coming week hunting down former teammates of John Breach's and trying to find out if they can prove? Can we? Should I waste time trying to find out if Breach did, in fact, throw a, a Here's ball? Here's what you do. You call Hanover Sports Information Director, say, I'm Will Brisbane from oh, CBS Sports. That's my first call, obviously. And I wonder if you have had the, the game tape from the Hanover versus who'd you play, Numbnuts? Thomas Moore. Thomas Moore. I can't believe he's giving out details. He's, he, sent us, he sent us down the Thomas wild goose chase like, path. This is like a, uh, what is it, the Sycam- uh, Sycamore Bishop, the fake college? Yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be playing, uh, playing uh, whatever the best. High you know school what's team. funny is my family was actually at the game. Uh huh. We should ask your dad. And people to corroborate. Yeah, right. Guy's got an alibi. <laughs> if I'll tell you what, if someone, if someone out there, if a pod, if a Pick Six podcast listener hunts down evidence to disprove. If you hunt down evidence to prove breach is right, I'll, I'll give you something. I would just love to see the video. If you hunt down something to prove breach is wrong, I'm not sure what I'll give you. But I I'll, suffered a concussion on the play. I will. I will. I will give you the plot I, tickets. Well, I mean, if your name's Will, I gotta. I don't know. I'll find something in my office to to give you. Well, the they could just take pleasure in knowing that they help bring down breach. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you will be the single. <laughs> bad uh, what, what, year? Year? You're calling. what year breach? 2004. That's my uh, guess. No, it's either 2000 or 2001. Oh, okay. I can't remember which one. By the way, I, I feel sorry for the Hanford uh, Hanover Athletic Department tomorrow. Yeah, fifty phone calls. Call me about a two thousand. Yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering. I actually need a play by play of this Thomas. Uh, oh, you are, here's the other part: is that it was a JV game. Oh my! God. I mean, here whoa, we go. whoa, whoa, whoa! Well, they had like a freshman team. Uh huh. Uh huh. So this it would have been two thousand. I was a freshman. This is this is the exact same path of your marathon story at the Super Bowl. No, but it's true. Yeah. Like, you're like here's this touchdown. completely unbelievable fact. Let me it's add true. on seven layers that make it impossible for you to determine. You're like like I ran the Cincy Marathon with no practice Whoa. in twenty six minutes. And we're like that's not that's a that's a mile a minute. And, and you're like unfortunately. There was a big fire at the Cincy Marathon offices. All the records were deleted, and there's no way to prove that it never happened. This is like Breach's dating profile, where he says, I'm 6'4", and then he goes, I'm 6'4", if I'm standing on two boxes. No, where I say I'm 6'4", I meant 64 inches. 
There you go. Which is five foot four. <laughs> there, thanks for doing the math because I was trying to. I was. If trying you to... think Breach is full of it, hit the like button right now. <laughs> I'm gonna hit it twice. I'd Thank first you. verify if Hanover even had a football team. I first One. verify if Hanover even exists. <laughs> college. That would be a that would be a pretty awkward plot twist. If you're hey, like you said, the uh, the high the high school team, Bishop Sycamore, or whatever, that didn't exist either. By the guy. way, it was it was a JV team, so they don't keep stats for this. What can you do? All right, we got a ton of games to get to. Let's right, let's keep go. moving. My that God. was a fun little aside. Oh, that may be my favorite. That's a enjoyable <laughs> Sunday moment. WFTs. The fighting Taylor Heineke's took down Tom Brady. What is twenty nine to nineteen? I saw some. I don't know who pointed this out, but it's true. Every single week for the last few weeks, there has been whether it's Titans against the Jets, Bills against the Jaguars, Bengals against the Jets, Bucks against Washington, off their bye with the worst pass defense of football, and Tom Brady throwing the ball. There's just a, a good team laying an egg, and it was uh, it was the Bucks on on Sunday. I mean, Washington's pass defense is, again, the worst in football by a large margin. And, and now Brady, there's concerns that Chase Young may have hurt his knee really badly. I, I, think he, I think he's done. ACL. It's ACL tear. It's not confirmed. It's MRI. Coming. I mean, they had that. They had, like, the – I think it was Rap Sheet tweeted out within – before like, – within five minutes, Rap Sheet was like, sources believe he tore his ACL. Yeah, I get that. But you do the MRI to confirm it as someone who knows about these things. Right, an ACL survivor. Sorry. Are we Any, anyway? Go ahead. The Bucks have lost to the Saints and WFT. By the way, did they? Uh, no, they played. They beat the WFTs in the playoffs. But Taylor Heineke played out of his mind in that they game. They also too. lost to the Rams. Yeah, the Bucks did. But didn't they, they lost to the Rams last year? And the did they lose to the Rams and Saints last year too? They, they lost, lost to the, the Saints. They got, they got smoked by the Saints last year. Yeah. Anyway, Taylor Heineke and yes, great. Brenton, they did lose to the Rams last year in the regular season. Yeah, they lost to the Rams, Bears, Saints, Chiefs, Chiefs. Yeah, I mean they they've had these trouble against these particular defenses, but then they but that all- to be fair, that was all first half of the season last year. Sure, but then they beat them all in the playoffs, and they beat the Bears again this this year, but not WFT and Ron Rivera. I sort of wonder if there's a Ron Rivera, Tom Brady factor. I I, I don't no, know. Taylor Heineke. Look at I mean, if you're watching on YouTube, look at the look at the numbers of his unbelievable. Versus the Bucks versus the rest of the team it was basically the Patriots versus the Jets versus everyone else three weeks ago, and now, like I watch a lot of that game, and Heineke was dealing like he'd be falling backwards and throwing the ball blindly, and just Terry McLaurin would catch it and, and run for forty yards. And, he just, and, he just outplayed Tom Brady. Antonio Gibson was you couldn't tackle him. Uh, Tom Brady had two interceptions. One was tipped, but after the game, Bruce. Oh, Andrews, it wasn't even tipped. It was it. The guy was catching it, and all of a sudden, it got popped up in the air and and caught. I mean, it was. That's and he almost had a third one off of his receiver's shoe. Yeah. But after the game, Bruce Arians said the the interceptions, all the interceptions were Tom Brady's fault. And maybe he's like, yeah, Tom doesn't care. But either way, it, it was just a weird. That's weird. Yeah, it is weird. But it was all, the whole thing was weird. It was the, just the way that how good Taylor Heineke is against the Buccaneers, how the Buccaneers defense can't get out of its own way. I don't know what this means for the Washington football team. They're still obviously well behind the Cowboys and they're probably not making the playoffs now that they've, Looks like they've lost Chase Young as well, but it's a fun story for Heineke, especially given that Ryan Fitzpatrick now it appears will not come back at all. Nope. Uh, a couple of fun facts from this game: Tom Brady was eighteen and one against teams with a twenty-five percent winning percent or twenty-five or lower winning percentage halfway through the season coming into this game, and he was coming off a bye, 
It's his first loss off a of bye since 2016. 15 and five off the bye in his career. And it's his first loss to Washington since blank was coaching. Joe Gibbs? Uh, first Joe Gibbs or second Joe Gibbs? <laughs> it would have to be the second one. Uh, earlier. Who was before Joe Gibbs? I think about somebody going down to Arby's, getting a little. little, little oh, little, the old ball coach. The old ball coach, Steve Spurrier. That's right. Brady that lost 2000, 2002, I bet. I think that's right. Yeah. Um, Good Lord. It's the second time in his career he's thrown two interceptions in the first quarter. What if he lost to Danny Werfel? Wouldn't that be something? Oh, do you want to add to that fun fact, Brinson? Do you know when the other game was? The the interceptions or the Spurrier loss? There's only one other game in his career where he threw two interceptions in the first quarter. Do you know when? No, but I'll, I'll guess. Can I guess? You guys both get one guess. Okay. Uh, I'll say week 16 in 2012 against the Jaguars. That's not a guess. You're cheating. <laughs> Is that right? Oh, you meant to look that up. Yeah, he cheated. <laughs> I, was about to say. I was like, think, I was thinking to myself, it was, it must, maybe it was a Steelers game because he had some some interceptions against the Steelers. You can tell then. by Brinson oh, Smirk if he's going to cheat. The Jaguars good in 2012? You're horrible at poker, aren't you? I'm actually good at poker. 2012. Because I, I reverse engineer. I, I, anyway, anyway, we don't need to talk about my poker tell. <laughs> let's keep, let's, let's, um, we can't get sidetracked again. It is the, 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 the uh, bookend losses off the buy are really weird. Like the, what, you, book in, what are bookend losses off the buy? Like they lost before the buy and they lost after the buy. Oh, gotcha. And also because the buy is what kind of propelled them to the Super Bowl last year. They came out red hot and didn't lose again. And so and I they think, lost to backup quarterbacks in both games. What was the other loss before the buy? To Heine, or to uh, uh, Simeon and and when Jameis got hurt on Halloween. Gotcha. Very weird, just weird losses. I think it's I, I I think you have concerns. I'm not worried about the division for the Bucks, particularly because of of you know the Saints don't look like they have it on offense. Alvin Kamara out, they you know they lose to Tennessee. We'll get to that game in a second. Um, but I mean the, Well, they ask you this playoff game right now between Arizona and Tampa Bay and Kyler's healthy. Who are you taking? That's a good question. Is Gronk healthy? Is Antonio Brown healthy? Um, or, or both, one, or let's say both teams are at full health. I want Tampa Bay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's close. You know, Cliff Kingsbury versus Tom Brady. Give me Tom Brady every time. Yeah, that's the thing. You can't bet against Tom Brady. Uh, I would trade for Taylor Heineke if I was the Cardinals. That's what I yep. Hit the like button. Type in your Twitter or Insta IG, as the kids say. Handle into the chat if you want to be entered into the giveaway for a Brinson sucks hat. If you're listening on audio, I'm sure you're sick of the YouTube plugs and the chat discussion, but sorry. Vikings 27, Chargers 20. I thought the most notable play of this game was that Brandon Staley, who's been incredibly aggressive on fourth down, was down 10. Yeah, they needed they had there was not a lot of time left, so they had to do to do the double double up, the double dip. What are you he kicked a field goal on fourth and two, a 24-yard field goal on fourth and two. Because you had to get the ball back. You, you needed two scores anyway. Yeah, but it's way easier to kick a field goal from from your thir- from a 35 than it is to get a touchdown. But if you don't get it, you're If you don't get it, the game's over. Right. So you just do it. You want to save time. You don't want to waste yeah, the time. The whole, the whole analytical point is that you know, like, that's the whole thing. I think it's analytics is, is not a huge disagreement in that. Go look at Baldwin's uh, fourth down body. You were set. yelling about Ben Baldwin a few weeks ago when I brought it up. It's a bot. It's just a, a, a it's an algorithm. Like now you're dunking on yourself. <laughs> I mean, no, I, it was very strong. He should have gone for it. It was just, it was weird for him to take this plot twist where he 
I didn't think it was weird. I thought, I mean, it's reached notes. If you miss it, the game's over. So either you you got to kick a field. You, you have a hundred percent chance of continue. Your kicker's not missing a twenty-four yard field goal. So you basically have a hundred percent chance of continuing the game, or you have a fifty percent chance of the game being over. By the way, shout out to Yeti, man. I got this uh traveler mug. This thing is incredible. Keeps my keeps my drinks cold. You ghouls can't see what I'm kind of color liquid. The I ghouls. I love anyway, that. nice deflection. You, you have a mug and you were wrong about the going for a four for two. <laughs> No, I mean, I, there, there are a I lot of things right. to be worried about this game. Right. Huh? He should have gone. No, no one thinks that. There are a lot of things to be what? worried about in this game. That wasn't one of them. Really? I thought he definitely should have gone. And if he doesn't get it, then what do you do? You're yelling and screaming about why he didn't kick a field goal. I mean, no. The whole the whole point of being aggressive and going forward on fourth down is that That's you know. You know what? You, you, you don't, know. You no longer have to get a touchdown. You you're gonna have to get a touchdown anyway. You're gonna have to get a touchdown regardless. The breach just told you if there's a 50-50 chance to make it from fourth and two, that the game's over. You just kick the field goal because you'll get the ball. You have an opportunity That's to get the ball. Literally the exact argument of the whole fourth go for it on two when you're down 14 late in the fourth quarter. No, because no, this you're not this yeah. is a field goal and a touchdown. It's different than being yeah. down two touchdowns. Right. No, you no, you find out if you need. No, no, you're you're doing. I know what you're talking about. No, no, because that 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 works. That works less the closer you get to the clock being at zero. Right. Because there's only a certain amount of possessions left in the game, and you get to a point where if you're down two possessions and there's not enough time for you to have two possessions, the game's just over. So So you have to take that into account. If you're down, what is it, fifteen with like halfway through the third quarter, you can go for two because you know what you need to get next time. When you get back down there, but if it's four minutes to go, I think it was like four, maybe four and a half minutes to go. Here, here's here's what the the bot says. <clears throat> Recommendation very strong. Go for it. Plus seven point nine. That is like enormous. you said, it's a bot, and I mean that's one. That, that's <laughs> pull up your pants. Take the fucking. Oh I said pull up your pants. Take off the prawn. My goodness. Hey, <laughs> oh, Kevin Harlan. Like by your yeah, I, I would be back. interested to hear who agrees with you other than a robot about that because I didn't think that was controversial at all. Oh wow. I thought I thought it was crazy. I thought I remember I was sitting here watching the game and I was like, I stood up and actually went to the fridge to grab a, a, a topo because I was like, Oh, he's definitely going for it. There's gonna be a, like they're not gonna roll out the you know, like and like he's I, I was I was thinking Oh man, would you kick here or go? I was like, oh, it's Brandon Staley. He's one hundred percent going for it. And he yeah, can't. he doesn't go for it on every fourth down. And I, I don't. He's going, he went for it on fourth and like five of his own nineteen. Yeah, I, I well, he he's like, going flow of the game. He's only his team has two hundred of the game. What he has two hundred and fifty yards of offense. His offense has not been having a good day. Again, you want to get get the score. You want to get it down to one score so that you're still in the game. You got what? How did what did? Did Pete Prisco like steal your brains? What's happening? I just don't maybe? think this is controversial. It's I like a, it's a weird analytics hill to die on. That's all. But I, I do think this is one of those things where, like, I understand your argument, Brenton, because if you get the touchdown and then you don't have to worry about getting as close, right? You're you not getting that from closer anywhere. than that. Yeah, you are. Two more yards, you'd be in the end zone. Well, that I mean, that was so. Let, let me tell you where I would go for it on fourth and two. If there was like forty seconds left, I would go for the touchdown because you're probably not going to get back down there. Yeah, 
Yeah, even then, you might even think, oh, maybe. I'll get, but right, the the lag, the probability of getting the onside so, like, kick the, is the amount low. of time left in the game is a big factor in this. Or if there's eight minutes left in the third quarter, I probably go for it on fourth and two in this situation. But with four minutes left, I'm kicking the field goal. I I I want I I, so I, 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 want, I, I was shocked he didn't go for it there. Shocked he didn't go for it hmm. there. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I'm actually shocked that you guys are. I didn't, didn't even, and that's I, fine. Here's I checked the time. I said, "Oh, there's four and a half minutes left. How much time is left?" Like, oh, okay, it makes sense. Yeah, their defense is playing like crap too. But whatever. Um, now, they were close, fair enough. But I, I just think that he had to take the points. Close. And then I don't. What happened in the next series? I'm guessing obviously they didn't get uh, well, the ball back. Uh, the, the irony here is that super conservative Mike Zimmer uh, turned the table oh. and went for it on fourth and two to end the game. And just ran it with Dalvin Cook, and he just got it. And Vikings, it looked like he fumbled for a second because he reached out, but uh, it was it was the ground that caused the fumble. I mean, you you kick the field goal, you go twelve plays, sixty nine yards, kick a field goal from Minnesota six, and you. By the way, you could have got the first down. You didn't have to score right away because you're on the six, so you get two yards, get the first down, then get a touchdown. Um, and they never got the ball back. So I, I don't know, man. I, if you, if well, if you, they don't get the ball back either. If they get the touchdown and they lose twenty-seven twenty-four, <laughs> like if you don't get the ball back, I, you don't see, get the no, ball no, back. See, that's I disagree with that because I think Mike Zimmer is more conservative if he's if he's down. Well, you don't you don't know what the score is different. That's how Mike Zimmer operates. No. Yeah. Okay. That's, Vikings four and five. Chargers five and four. Who do you feel more confident about making the playoffs? Chargers or Vikings? Jeez. I mean, I can't trust the char uh, the Vikings, but I can't trust the Chargers either. Like I don't even know. Like maybe if you put these two teams together, they have a twenty five percent chance of making the playoffs. I, I, I trust I trust the Vikings more. The Vikings are the uh, eight seed in the NFC. The Chargers are the seven seed in the AFC. I God, think the, the Chargers are out of the playoffs. Dang it! I Chargers. Sorry, I'm not taking the fight. I'm not falling for that again. I fall for it every freaking two weeks. I'm not. I'll just oh, stick man. with my guy, um, Justin Herbert. The Vikings have a tough schedule. They still have to play the Packers twice. The Steelers. Steelers, come on. Please. The Rams. Does that count? Nah, I like the Vikings over the Chargers. That's mine. What do you think, Brenton? Let me ask you this. I would, well. Vikings, I, Chargers, both or neither. I'm taking neither if I get to, if I get to choose any of those picks. Oh, my God. Weren't you hammering the Vikings were a lock for the playoffs a few weeks ago? No, I don't think so. I, 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 think, I think it's interesting because the chargers have way more teams to deal with fighting for a wild card spot. And of course the division, the Vikings, I, I think the chargers are probably the better team. The Vikings are fighting for a, a smaller number of spots, basically one, maybe two. The chargers are fighting for three or four spots, but I feel better about the Vikings somehow. How much better is the question? 12%. 7.9%. Yeah, I think it's close. Whatever to the bot says. Yeah, whatever the bot says. All right, let's keep moving. <laughs> Brinson only listens to the bot. I only listen to the breach bot. Titans 23, Saints 20. Backdoor cover. Dang it. Beautiful. So mad. Backdoor cover, baby. One of my best bets. Four and one this week on the best bets. Your best Finally. bet got a backdoor cover and you're bragging about it? Yeah, absolutely. I'm just kidding. You should be bragging. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be <laughs> a play man. That I've, yeah, I've big week for Princeton. You haven't bragged about it yet. What are you so far on my on through nine and four, maybe this week? That's pretty good. Pretty good. Not too shabby. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Um the to the Saints need to sign Philip Rivers. 
Trevor Simeon was fine. He was the problem. <laughs> fine. You sound like me. Yeah, two weeks in a row. Had two touchdowns. He was slanging it. Melvin Ingram had a couple of nice catches and a, and a couple of nice runs. Scored a touchdown. Oh, by the way, this was the this was the Kevin Harlan Randy Bullock game. I was man, I was thinking, what if I we? I think gonna... Randy Bullock was. I don't think he missed a kick. Randy Bullock had a good game. Yep. Yeah, made three maybe, field goals. Maybe he had too much held nineteen and twenty-seven. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I said Randy Bullock had too much skyline chili. He had to get out of town. Nineteen to twenty-seven for Ryan Tannehill, two hundred thirteen yards and a touchdown. Uh, dot uh, dot to Foreman, eleven carries, thirty yards. Also had two catches for forty-eight yards. AJ Brown not really a factor in this game. It's a this was a I mean the weirdest weirdest game. Like, AJ Brown was banged up for a bit too, so he came back in, but he didn't look to be a hundred percent. Like if you look at this box score, you don't understand how there were forty five uh, forty four points in this game. I mean, it's, it's just Julio Jones is an IR, so he's gone for at least three games as well. So I mean, but really big win for the Titans in the scope of like piling up wins while everyone's hurt and staying on the top of the AFC as the Colts pick up a win against the Jaguars. Like the fact that the Titans went to new Orleans, right? It was in new Orleans. No, it was in Nashville. It was in Nashville. Sorry. My bad. Um, That's why the Saints were dogs by three again, dad stuff in the afternoon. Don't love it, but it happened. The winning against the saints, a quality playoff caliber team to get to eight and two with Julio Jones on IR and Derrick Henry on IR is massive for the Titans, who are just a very different team than I think we thought they were even a few weeks ago. What a run they're on. Well, the thing is, like, we still don't even know how good their offense is without Derrick Henry. Uh, Brenton, you mentioning the fact that the box score, you can't, like, wrap your head around how many points. were Like, the Titans only had one drive in the second half that went over 20 yards, and they still won this game. Like, think about that. Right. I think they're the team that we thought they were. They're just winning football games that we didn't think they were going to win. Yeah, but I don't think anybody came into this year thinking their front, their defensive front would be good. It is good. Their defense is better. That's true. Offensively, they feel like the same team, obviously. Um, now, one thing we can't overlook is that the Saints got absolutely hosed right before halftime on a roughing the passer penalty that probably shouldn't have been called. No, it Tana- definitely shouldn't have head. There was a hand to the face. Though. No, there was. No, no, it was on the back. Hit him in the back. Tannehill oh, threw an interception on a first and goal play from the eight. And then the penalty negated the interception. And then the Titans got the ball at the four-yard line. And then they ended up scoring a touchdown. Uh, and that obviously was a huge sequence in a game where, you know, the teams only combined for 44 points. That was seven of them. So there's so many bad calls. I feel like it's getting worse. Maybe it's not, but no, it is. I don't, if you if you can call down to get an no, out of bounds call, right? Call down and get those stupid calls, right? I mean, it's just not that hard. Like you are 15, and you are affecting games. $15 billion industry. Hire some dudes in New York who can look at the games and decide, is this, is this an idiot? Is this an idiotic call? Can we change this? Can we fix this? Uh, Timothy Vincent in chat notes that we got stuck. Y'all got stuck in the Titans losing the Jets. That's a great call. I think that Titans lost to the Jets threw everybody off. Oh, so now losses to the Jets aren't that big of a deal anymore. Is that what we're saying? No, we're saying sometimes they sometimes they trick you and sometimes we're saying sometimes it's the truth. Yeah, Breach is going to be bragging that uh, when the Titans won the Super Bowl, that no, yeah, my I team mean, lost even to the Jets, too. Every time we talked about that, <laughs> oh, we I said the same thing. That they, they didn't have any receivers. All the receivers were out that game. Like, it was the yeah. whole – they were a shell of themselves. I mean, they, they probably still shouldn't have lost, but – They shouldn't have. 
And also, no Kamara for the Saints here. They played. I mean, they, I mean, they're down their quarterback. They're down their running back. They're down their number one. I mean, wide receiver. If they if they sniff winning that division, which seems pretty unlikely, but you know, if they're a playoff team, Sean Payton again deserves Coach of the Year interest because no Michael Thomas, Drew Brees retires, no Jameis Winston, Alvin Kamara missing games. Pretty good coaching job. I wonder if, and you know, this is a long shot, but I wonder if at the end of the season, Odell Beckham might look back and think he should have gone to New Orleans. Trevor Simeon didn't look bad. I mean, Marcus Beckham sliced Robert Woods' ACL on Friday. So. And you know what's crazy about the Titans? Five straight wins against teams that went to the playoffs last year. Six yep. wins overall, but five straight of them against teams that went to the playoffs That's last impressive. year. Only the, only the second team in NFL history to pull that off. After the Bengals? Wrong. Oh. The 2003... Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, Debo's Eagles. Donovan McNabb. Debo's Eagles. So again, should the should the Saints sign to Philip Rivers? I really, I mean, no. Okay. He's fifty. Well, come on, he was. I, I don't hate the idea. I like the idea. Is he going to be better or worse than Cam Newton? I, that's not really a comparison. I feel you can make. You saying he's not as athletic as Cam? Say Cam's not as athletic as Phil. Oh my goodness. I wouldn't sign him. Trevor Samian, I don't know. I say that now. Uh, the, these backup quarterbacks tend to implode after one or two weeks with their expiration date. So uh, I keep him on the speed dial. Say, Phil, after next Sunday, we'll reassess, and you might be in New Orleans on Monday. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think Trevor Samian sucks or anything. I mean, look, Sean Payton gets the most of his quarterbacks. Wouldn't be shocked if he gets in the playoffs with Trevor Simeon at all. Okay, moving along. The Colts held on for dear life against the Jaguars. 23 to 17. Carson oh, crappy cover. I, I can't believe Jonathan Taylor finished with 116 rushing yards and a touchdown. Fifth uh, 100 yard rushing game this season. He may very well be the best running back in football right now with Derrick Henry sideline, Kamara out. Um, he had 77 rushing yards in the first quarter. He had 107 at halftime. So he only had nine in the second half. <laughs> kind of crazy. I'm tired. Uh, it's his seventh straight game with a rush touchdown, the longest streak by a Colts player since 1980 with Curtis Dickey. He had seven straight as well. He's the fourth player since 1950 to have seven straight games with 100 scrimmage yards or more, trailing only LaDainian Tomlinson and Lydell Mitchell, tied with Larry Johnson, who's your pass. Of course, uh, took over Priest Holmes's role. Carson Wentz, 22 of 34, 180 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, I don't. I, I think that the Colts were clearly better in this game, and then just held on. Right? Isn't that the takeaway? I didn't feel like that. Okay. They had, yeah. they, I mean, they had the the defensive score. Taylor no, if you take, they had a punt return, a blocked punt return for a touchdown, and if you take that out, it felt like this game was dead right. even. I, my, my, my takes on these 1 p.m. games are absolute garbage. This is <laughs> this is my argument for why I'm never spending time with my family on Sunday again. Like, like, and they're going to listen to this podcast. Like, I, left, I left and the Colts are kind of rolling. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, this is oh yeah. Fun. I mean, like they, they dominated the first quarter. But after, like, it felt like Jackson was just kind of chipping away at them the whole time. Debo, uh, Debo, uh, Wentz had a couple of the Wentzian plays where he was getting sacked. And one time he threw the ball left-handed that was – Actually, complete to Jonathan Taylor, I believe he caught it. But you're just like, dude, quit doing it. You're just a turnover waiting to happen, and you're going to mess around, as we saw two weeks ago when he was in the end zone, and you're going to lose one of these games. So he's clearly the guy. They're going to play him. They're going to lose a first round pick, but I don't know how far he's taking them. By the way, I mean, this is relative to this podcast. 
my, AK just, my wife just texted me, this effing dog, he just woke me up, jumping on my head while crunching pizza crust. We don't why know where he got pizza crust. I was going to say. Yeah. I was, I was also gonna say, why is your wife up at 1230? But now I know. And, and it's crazy <laughs> to think about with this game. He's a minister of society, and I want to. Are you going to put him up for adoption? No. no. Send him to Wilson's house. Yeah, again, like I, I really, I mean, I really didn't. I was trying to watch as much as I, can, as much as I could of the second half. But well, one of the crazy parts is that Jacksonville's literally driving to possibly win the game, and they got into Colts territory, but then Trevor Lawrence fumbled because he's no Mac Jones. Thank right, you. Wilson. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Now Agnew also had a sixty-six yard rushing touchdown. I did see that. I mean, that was that's a fairly unusual play given the Jaguars' offense. Did they get to two fifty again? 250 what? Uh, old uh, old Urban's number that he wants to hit. 250. <laughs> 179. Rushing, he wants 250 and 250. That's what he wants. He got the 150 and 150. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the box score. Yeah. The box score is fairly even. It, I, the thing I would worry about with the Colts, and this is kind of a Frank Reich thing. He's not a big foot on the gas, blow somebody out type of guy. And Quentin Nelson also re reaggravated his his ankle or, or some some sort of leg injury, where he might if he misses time, that rush that rush offense kind of drops. And I feel like anecdotally Carson Wentz's performance with no Quentin Nelson is substantially worse. That stands to reason. Okay, moving along, the Colts make the playoffs. Who knows? Uh, let's see. Right now they're tenth. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they're five and five, but they have the Bills and Buccaneers the next two weeks. All right, good night, Colts. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll tell you if the Eagles deserve the win or if they should forfeit. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Eagles looked great. Oh, I can hear Diva. Diva's Diva's ready for it. Diva, are the Eagles making the playoffs? One hundred percent, yes. Oh boy, oh, you sound so tired. Thirty to thirteen, Eagles beat the Broncos. It was getting pretty snug. Denver's driving down the field, and then all of a sudden, there's just like I don't know how to describe the fumble. Was it Melvin Gordon or uh, Javante Williams? That was Melvin. It was Melvin, right? Yeah, Melvin fumbles. But it was like a late fumble. That I think everybody on the field thought was going to be blown dead. No, so I thought so too. I thought it was super late. Then the replay showed it was way earlier than yes. anyone thought. Great job by the referees, honestly. 
Like, if they blow that dead, Eagles fans are furious. Darius Slade picks it up and takes off running, does a couple of moves, almost loses the ball, does a couple of moves, 82 yards of the house, including splitting through, like, four Broncos players, one of whom was Teddy Bridgewater on the uh, – I mean, go ahead and give it to him. The 2021 Biz Decision of the Year award, just uh, – it, it was like Teddy knew – he thought it was going to be blown dead. He didn't want to get hurt. Slade takes it to the house, scoop and score, and the game's over, right? Do you have issues with Teddy there? I, uh, I, I feel like Twitter was up in arms. Yeah. Twitter was furious over this, and I don't mind that. We've seen quarterbacks get hurt, especially considering someone with his injury history. It looked bad, but I don't really have an issue with that. I don't either. Yeah, you're not paying him to go out there and tackle people. He didn't tell Melvin Ingram to fumble the ball. I also – Melvin Gordon, but yes. Um, I also felt well, he like – He didn't tell Melvin Ingram either. I also felt like he did tell me. Yeah, of course not. I felt like when Slay split those defenders and Teddy did the fake kind of tackle thing, there were two or three Broncos who could have tackled Slay. Yeah, Tom not, Brady not does that. Teddy. Tom Brady does that. No one cares. Like, oh yeah, don't. Tom Brady's don't forty-four years old. They, true. Teddy, Teddy, <laughs> Teddy's knee exploded. Yeah, yeah, Brady. You can't tackle him there. I will say this: I gave Jalen Hurts a chance on Sunday because I'm always dumping on him. I thought he played pretty well. He rolled right a few times, as I'm sure Debo could attest. Your favorite uh, play. <laughs> Here's the thing. Why did defenses keep letting him go right? That's where I'm at now. I, I had the Broncos covering this game. I may have actually had him win in the game, and I'm glad I did because they blew the doors off. Uh, Debo, where are you on Nick Sirianni? Where's the Nick Sirianni meter right now? I'm coming around a little bit. These past three weeks, <laughs> there's been, a, I think, a shift of philosophy, and they've really kind of rededicated themselves or, or dedicated because there was never – a point where they were dedicated to the run game, but it's kind of odd when when Miles Sanders went out, they bring up Jordan Howard from the practice squad. They insert Boston Scott in there. Uh, just from our friend uh, Shil Kapadia, you know, via True Media Sports, this Eagles three-game stretch, the offense, number one in points per drive, first in touchdowns per drive, and second in offensive points per game. And that's all coinciding with this, dedication to the run game and and not forcing Jalen Hurts to throw 40 times a game. Let Hurts throw 25 times a game, use his legs a little bit, and I think they're in a great position there. So, yeah, I hate it, Nick Sirianni, through seven weeks. <laughs> but rookie coaches do have room to grow, and, and if he can kind of keep this pace with the upcoming schedule, there, there's reason for hope, I think. How much do you love Devonta Smith? Be honest. He's amazing. Incredible. I mean, sorry. Rank, rank your wide receivers, your Philly wide receivers. And, All time? And tell me where Devontae is on the list, even though he's only played. And JJ. Who's you JJ? want, you want oh, an all-time list? Yeah, I, I want to know if Devontae's like, a, if he's made the crack the top five yet because you're so excited about him. Isn't he easily top five? I was trying to think. I mean... Riley Cooper's number one for Debo. Jeez, you can't <laughs> say that. Ants, take off the bra and be a man. <laughs> I got Debo to laugh. I got Debo to laugh. Let's go. Uh, Terrell Owens. Yeah, Deshaun yeah, yeah. Jackson. Oh, nice. I think people sleep on how productive Jeremy Macklin was for a while. He was solid. I'm sleeping on that. <laughs> Pull up your pants, take off the oh, no. and be he, a man. He found the new button. Oh uh, boy. Alshon Jeffrey was very good in 2017. I'll give you Devontae that. Smith. Alshon Cooper, made up and won the title. Yeah. 
So Devontae, does Devontae come in at number five right now, or do you have? Yeah, I mean, if if we're going the the say the past twenty years, this century, he's he's right around there in terms there of the most talented already. Sorry, Fred X. Some serious disrespect to Harold Carmichael, but whatever. That's not this century. Okay. Nice try. This Sorry. century, what? Kevin Kevin Curtis and and Dante Stallworth and Todd Pinkston. Pinkston, Jason Avant, Jason Avant, Betty Brown. <laughs> JJ, JJ, Our thank you. White side. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm encouraged, and I keep saying, "Oh, I mean, look, this schedule is just." Dude, wait, who's saying... the guy? That, FedEx, FredEx. Do we name FredEx? FedEx. I just said FredEx. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. By, by the way, the like all I could think about whenever Devontae Smith does something good is that the Dolphins gave up an extra first round pick to get Jalen Waddle instead of just sitting still doing whatever the trade the Eagles did to leapfrog the Giants and taking Devontae Smith. So let's like, recap. I, I, let's re- I like I like Jalen Waddle better in the, coming into the draft. And maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Right, wrong. Who cares? I mean, I like Waddle a little bit better than Devonta. But man, you can't give up an extra first round pick for that difference. Let's the 49ers recap. traded up and could have sat and taken Mac Jones. So they passed on Justin Herbert and got Tua, and they traded, gave a first-round pick to get Jalen over. And no I like Jalen, too. Tua's been playing better, but, I mean, you know, revisionist history doesn't look great. Um, so, Eagles, schedule. Saints at home. Next week. Early one. Eagles are a point-and-a-half favorites right now. Early line there. That's crazy. Who, who do you like in that? I mean, like, legitimately, who do you like in that game? I like <laughs> the Eagles. I'm just like the laughing. Saints, the with, Saints defense, I feel like, is a bad matchup for the Eagles, is my only thing. I don't know, man. Jalen rolls right. Just roll rap. right. Roll right, Jalen. Also, Hurts uh, had another. Oh, Quez Watkins dropped a horrific drop of a dime from Jalen Hurts. Right before halftime. I think that was the best half of football that Jalen Hurts has played in his pro career. And it could have been even better if, if Quez caught that. Had a bad interception in the second half where Justin Simmons just just read the play really well. Um, want, but overall, a, a really good game from from Jalen. You want a fun fact for this yes. game and sort of yes. macro league? First time ever that the former teammates, Jalen Hurts, Tua Tagovailoa, and Mac Jones won in the same week. Oh, yeah. I think. Devontae Smith had a catch over former teammate Patrick Sertan on Sunday as well. Very nice. I, on this schedule, looking at the Eagles' schedule here on YouTube. The Eagles could easily make the playoffs. I think they get to nine wins. And they get to nine <laughs> wins. Are they making the playoffs breach? Could you say there's a path to nine no wins? No path. There's there's, a, there, oh, Debo, say it. Please say it. Please. Say there it. is a path to nine wins and maybe ten. Oh, boy. It might be ten in week seventeen. No, you guys, I I have the clip somewhere. Not if ready, they're right. going to be favored. They're favored against the Saints. They're they should be favored at both that life teams, right? Should and, be. And, and you know then, what happened? You know what happens in week eighteen? Breach. Sit the starters. because Cowboys <laughs> have the division clinched. <laughs> They'll have and the division. Win exactly. their last seven games. <laughs> stop! What stop! Is stop! Happening? Nine stop. or ten. Nine wins Wait, get them in breach. I mean, in the NFC, it feels like it could. Let's oh, I think in. nine. We talked about like potentially eight last. I think nine is. I feel pretty comfortable with that. Let but there's go. so many teams log jam there that you feel like there could be two at nine. 
So you're gonna have to and win. then it comes to tiebreaker. And you know who has a tiebreaker? The Lions, because they have an actual tie. Let me ask you this. Uh, not D-Books, I know the answer, but the other two. Minnesota, Atlanta, Philadelphia, that's the order of the outside-looking-in teams. Which one of those teams you get one makes the playoffs as a number seven seed? What are my options? Minnesota's eight, Atlanta's nine, Philadelphia's ten. You get one team to make it as a seven I think seed. the Vikings are clearly the best team there, but their schedule is just so much harder. I'm not convinced they're the best team. I don't trust that team. I trust them. I mean, there's, there's, I feel like at minimum four wins on that schedule for the Eagles, not the Vikings. For the Eagles, for sure. I think so. And the Vikings, as we know, aren't afraid to muck it up in the fourth quarter. They didn't do it. Vikings also like losing in bad spots to the Bears for no reason late in the year. Uh, Trust me. As a, as a, someone who, right. Correct. Man. All right. Let's see how this goes. Yeah, I tell you what, Debo, you guys, the, the Eagles got in the playoffs and then they, they stole a wild card game. All of a sudden, that like, oh my god! I and the thing Eagles for me, Eagles Bengals Super Bowl. <laughs> I I really want Jalen Hurts to play well enough to be the starting quarterback in twenty twenty two, and I think that sounds easy to say that you want your quarterback to to prove himself, but I don't I don't want him to be in a position, especially with this draft class, to be kind of feel like you're forced with three picks in the top 15 or whatever to take a quarterback. I want him to, to stay on this trend where at least it's another year of evaluation. I, yeah, I, I don't think that – I mean, if you love look, if you love Sam Howell or Carson Strong or uh, who's the – I mean, Matt Corral, Malik Willis. Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. Yeah, if you love one of them and they fall to you, that's fine. I don't think that Sam. Well, the Eagles, or, the Eagles have three first-round picks, and the last first-round pick is considered the fifteenth. So, I mean, yeah. there'll be someone there. I don't know if you. I mean, you could all, look if you think if Jalen if Jalen Hurts keeps playing the way he's playing, and you use three top fifteen picks on trench guys, which Howie Roseman is actually pretty good at picking in this particular draft, you can come out all of a sudden kind of restocked. I, I mean, that's not crazy to suggest. They had two hundred fourteen rush yards today against the Broncos. Who, by the way, locked down the, the Cowboys. 5.4 yards per carry. Their last few games, 176 against the Chargers, 236 against the Lions, 135 against the Raiders. They have, I mean, those are their, outside of the first two weeks of the season, those are their four highest totals. They've been leaning into the run game, and it's working. I don't know what Nick Sirianni was thinking, not running the football before. Maybe it was scheduling with Cowboys, Chiefs, Panthers, Bucks, but man, keep this going with the run game if you're the Eagles. It's weird that Miles Sanders had to get hurt to do this. Patriots, 45, Browns, 7. Woo, you don't fire Bill Belichick and get away with it. Patriots have scored at least 45 points in consecutive home games for the first time in franchise history. Wilson is McCorkle Jones better than Tom Brady. <laughs> no, not yet. I don't know how they're – I'm sure some nerd somewhere has done the, the first-year comparisons. But the defense has been out of his mind. That helps. But that – McCorkle threw some dimes on Sunday. And yep. he is far and away the best quarterback in this draft class, and you can say it's scheme or whatever, and some of that's obviously true. But uh, my man's dealing. So good for him. I'm glad that I was on the McCorkle bandwagon and didn't bow down to – uh, internet pressure 
and I'm going to keep re- repeating this theme mostly to remind myself, uh, as uh, our buddy Dave Chappelle likes to say, it don't matter because Twitter ain't real, so you can say what you want on Twitter. Uh, the reality is Mac Jones is really good, and this team is going to the playoffs. Uh, I don't know. They haven't played the Bills twice, right? So there's another Bills matchup coming. I don't, I don't think they've played the Bills once. Oh, then that's going to be saucy. Because I, I do want to see how the Bills, who don't look to be them, the 2020 versions of themselves quite yet. They play and, the Bills twice over the next five weeks. Yowzer. So that's going to be fun. Because the Patriots have gone from a team that can only beat the Jets in the first half of the season, and we had a ton of questions about, to a team that is steamrolling a team like the Browns, who it it's weird that the Browns are browning it up because I think we all agree that this is the year that we thought the team was going to be not unstoppable, but uh, I had, I picked them winning the division. I liked them better than the Ravens. I thought Baker Mayfield and that Stefanski offense excelled because you lean on the running game, but everybody and their brother got hurt. They could not block anyone on Sunday. I mean, Baker Mayfield got absolutely destroyed to the point where he hurt his knee and came out and they brought in sacrificial lamb case Keenum who got destroyed as well. Uh, and it was such a blowout breach that McCorkle Jones actually came out for Brian Hoyer. And we know that Bill Belichick rarely takes out his starters, no matter how bad the whooping is he's putting on the opponent. Yeah. I, uh, Mac Jones made some unbelievable throws in this game. It was one of those where, uh, I don't know if you saw the, tw- the touchdown pass to Kendrick Bourne. It was in the first half. Amazing. I think 23 yard, like 22 guys. It's double. He's double covered. And and Mac Jones is a rookie. You there's veteran quarterbacks that won't dare to make that throw. Cause they don't want to make Bill Belichick mad. Uh, you know, cause Belichick doesn't want you to turn the ball over. And the fact that he, feels comfortable enough to make these risky throws and make them accurately uh, tells you all you need to know about how comfortable he feels in the system. So I think the Patriots, you know, like I don't just think they're a wild card contender. I think they could win the the AFC East. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Because as we've talked about, the Bills aren't the 22 version of themselves and and they've had some up and down performances and those up and down performances have included Josh Allen not being quite the, his MVP-like self, uh, whereas we've seen the running game take off for uh, for the, the Patriots. We've seen um, Matt Judon go absolutely crazy. They're free agent signing from the from the Ravens, and the defense as a whole has played extremely well. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson played today, had 20 carries for 100 yards, two touchdowns. That's huge. Uh, you mentioned Kendrick Bourne's touchdown catch. Jacoby Myers, by the way, Breach, had a touchdown late in the game. First touchdown in his NFL career, and his teammates are so excited. Like 15 guys came in. That was, I think, the fun fact there was he has the most receiving yards in NFL history before catching his first touchdown. That is correct. Brinson's back. Oh, my God. I stole his fun fact while he was gone. He's Phil Hartman. That is correct. I think I (laughs) I agree. No, I, was, I was actually just looking at that. The uh, do you know who the fun fact would be? Do you know who was number two? Sleeping uh, with the enemy. Nah, number three. Eric B. Enemy was number uh, three. Chris uh, Gerald Riggs. Gerald Riggs, the same. Most, most receiving yards actually was that. That was the stat that I saw. Was receiving yards, receiving ga- games, maybe B. Enemy. Anywho, um, as you were just saying, Wilson McCorkle dealing. I think I have some. Remember back, I can't remember if I made these in April or May. I think it would. I'm trying to think what the, the signing was by the Patriots where I, I made the, the bet. But um, 
I have the Patriots to win the division. I have the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. And I also bet on the Patriots to win the AFC. And I think that there's a path. There it is. For the Patriots to get the number one seed in the AFC, which sounds insane. You double down on Breach. You said he thinks they can win that division. They're six and four. They're five and a half point five and a half point favorites at Atlanta on Thursday night. They're going to have a ten day bye before they play Mike Vrabel, who, by the way, knocked out not sent Tom Brady packing uh, and embarrassed Bill Belichick at home in the playoffs. At home, they have the Bills on the road, the Colts on the road, Bills at home, Jaguars at home. And then they close with the Dolphins on the road. I mean, I think that's one, two. I think they split with the Bills. I think they get the Titans. I think they get the Falcons. So one, two, three, four, five. If they can flip the Colts on the road and they get to 12, maybe 12 and five, is that the one seed in the AFC? No. Okay. Who who's who's beating Steelers? I just feel like 12 and 5. 12 and 5? 12, 4 and 1. That's what the You got to beat Tennessee cuz Tennessee's 8 and 2. That's going 6 and 1 over their final 7 games. Playing some good football breach. I understand that. I was uh, before Brent's guy I said I'm on the bandwagon. They're running they're running, they're running the ball. It feels like a 2001 Patriots team. I mean, I know that sounds like dumb to say cuz they kickstarted a 20-year dynasty. They have a great running game with multiple varied running backs. <clears throat> they have a young quarterback who's just making clutch plays late in games. And they have a defense that is sort of no name-ish, but has a bunch of young talent. Barmore is playing great on the interior. Matt Judon was a huge pickup in free agency. I mean, this team's good. I would let me ask you, uh what, what would the ratings be for a for like we talk about LA, LA in LA? What about Belichick Brady Super Bowl in Los Angeles? Well, whoever has whoever has Super Bowl this year would love that, I would imagine. It's not NBC. Us. Let me uh, ask an equally as important question, and I've been pumping this up for months, but I might be changing my tune. Yeah, should the Browns pay Baker Mayfield? Yeah, you can't. Mm-hmm. You can't. You can't. 30, Thirty-five to forty million dollars for what exactly? It feels like a Jared Goff situation. But it sort of does, right? Big Baker Mayfield guy, and you can't pay him what you would have to pay him based on the market value. And I don't even think Baker can ask for what the market value is. Baker also can't take an and not being a jerk. Not, he can't take an Andy Dalton second contract either, which is middle right. of the road. He Why not? Can't, you can't take twenty eight million dollars a year because you'll get thirty five on the open market. Maybe I think so. so. Well, they have him on a contract for next year. So then you just say, all right, play it out one more, do the DAC thing, play it out one more season, and either prove it or don't. And Lamar hasn't gotten paid yet either, right? No. Right. And Lamar's, and in fact, well, I told Thursday night when he laid a, a poopoo ball in in Miami, Lamar was about to make more than Mahomes. You know how funny well, the three I, days are. Mahomes, I was like, I mean, now Mahomes played great, and, and Lamar played like crap. Um, yeah, that's I don't. Uh, I mean, Baker obviously has two months to turn it around, but it it has not been fun to watch. I don't know what you It do. was not a great uh, week 10 for that 2018 draft class between mm-hmm. Lamar, Mason, Rudolph, the best quarterback from the class, according to some people. Uh, who else? That's actually a great Darnold. 
because you know who had a great day? Oh. Josh Allen. As the Bills beat the Jets. I can't believe you accidentally did that. The Bills beat the Jets 45 to 17. Good Josh man. Allen back. Most points the Bills have ever scored on the road against the Jets. I have a question real quick or comment. Mike, Mike White back oh. on the bench. Go ahead. Trying to make that joke. And he's from the 2018 draft class, and he also lost. Oh, oh, go oh, touche, Breach. Um, I was like, Damn. I thought you were gonna be like, Brinson, do you know that Josh Allen wasn't drafted in 2018? No. <laughs> That's um, wild. And, and he went from scoring six points at the Jaguars to dropping 45 what? points on the Jets. It makes no sense. Football yeah, I picked the Jets to cover the 10 and a half, and they got blown, the doors blown off. It's a mistake. I just see that bounce back coming. What are you doing? You're in your own head. I love Mike White. That's a problem. Go ahead. Um, I like the Jets aren't good. The Bills are good. Last week was an aberration. This week was closer to the, the reality. Stephon Diggs was due. He hadn't had an explosion game. He had, mm-hmm. he had mostly mm-hmm. an explosion game here. Devin Singletary played well. The Bills are very good. I think that's sort of the takeaway here. I took it. All right, let's move on. Cowboys. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Another whooping. How did this go? I, I had this as an under in one of my best bets, and I, I'll tell you this. I did not have it as an under thinking the Cowboys would score 43 points. It's still one. Cowboys 43, Falcons 3. My goodness. This is, this is very similar to the previous game, by the way. Good, really good team, Cowboys-Bills. Has shocking loss in week nine, flexes in week 10. Cowboys absolutely obliterated the Falcons in the Dan Quinn revenge game. There it is. Holding, there it is. Holding the Falcons at 214 points, scoring four, or 214 yards, excuse me, scoring 43 points. Um, I, you know, friend of the program, good friend, good friend of ours in real life, feel bad for him, but JJ, Jonathan Jones. He, on tops on Sunday morning, he said, I'm apologizing to Atlanta. They're a good football team. Oh, boy. I would wonder if he still feels that way. Arthur Smith said, hold my beer. Is that what the kids say? Is that how that works? Yeah, I think that's definitely what they're saying. Um, yeah, I think the Falcons, did, regarding disregarding what JJ said, the Falcons might be ter- might be terrible. <laughs> they're terrible. Look at uh, their wins. They're terrible. They're four and five, and it's funny you say that, but they have the fourth worst po- uh, point differential, and the three other teams, Lions, Texans, and Jets, and those teams, one has tied the Steelers, and the other one beat the life out of the Bengals. Hey, hey, oh, but the point is that they're ter- your pants, <laughs> take off the bra and be a man. <laughs> they're terrible football teams, and I think the fa- I, it was so bad. Trevon Diggs had another interception, by the way, which is insane. But it was so bad on the sidelines for the Falcons that Arthur Smith, who looks like he is basically like a, a fathead you put on your wall and doesn't move, he was yelling and screaming, and I thought he was going to pop a blood vessel. He was so angry at some of the things that happened on the field, and I don't blame him. Do you know how many points Matt Ryan scored in fantasy? They only had three points, so is it? Uh, uh, do you know what it is, Breach? No. I know because he's on one of my teams. Right, let, me, let me set the over-under and Breach can guess. Okay. Seven and a half. Good. That's a good number. Under. Yes, under. In fact, think? you could have said it at one, one and a half. half. .68 fantasy points. Did your undefeated fantasy team finally lose? Uh, I'm in a dogfight with Jamie Eisenberg. I'll tell you. Hold on a second. Let's see. Where is it? 
Chip Patterson's beating my ass in Fernelli's fantasy. One and oh, a half. Point six um, eight. Oh, uh, Jamie is a fifty. Jamie, it's a uh, eighty-two point three. Jamie to eighty-eight point six eight. Me. Oh boy. I've got Cup and Debo Samuel tomorrow night. He has Stafford, Daryl Henderson, and Van Jefferson. That's gonna be fun. Spicy. I'm nine and a. Anywho, look, man, the the Falcons are not good. They run their offense through Cordell Patterson, who I love Cordell Patterson. Sure, he destroyed my hopes and dreams in 2012, but that's neither here nor there. He's a good, he's a, he, he's he's a fun player. But Kyle Pitts is not what all the Kyle Pitts truthers thought Kyle Pitts was going to be in year one. Titans usually aren't. He's going to be a value in fantasy next year. Patterson's awesome, but if you're running your offense through Cordell Patterson, you're screwed. And if you have any semblance of a pass rush, Matt Ryan is going to struggle because that Falcons offensive line isn't very good. And this was, you know, that Cowboys team was trying to win this game big time for Dan Quinn because the team fired him. Like, I, I don't buy into that stuff, but you can. What are you talking about? He got fired. The Falcons, the Falcons stink. It didn't matter. Hey, Ryan, take that narrative if you want. The Falcons suck. That's fine. You could have had um, Quinn Medicine Lady out there coaching the defense, and they still would have won 43 Quinn Medicine Woman. I couldn't think of her first name. Quinn Medicine. Her name's Doctor. <laughs> doctor. That's right. Uh, I think this needs to be a doctor. This needs to be a weekly segment going forward. Uh, who do you got this week? Big Ben or Matt Ryan? Because I mean, that's a hard. That's a hard one. I mean, Matt Ryan wouldn't be good behind the Steelers' offensive line. Ben can at least absorb the hits with his. his Have you seen the viral video of the guy screaming at Matt Canada? It's hilarious. No. It's this guy in like these. Like, Wilson doesn't the, use the internet except to do these Zoom calls. It's, it's, a, it's a, it's a, I mean, there's some account called like Yenza's for life. And it's this just very angry Steelers fan screaming at Matt Canada. Yeah. Like Matt Canada is the biggest problem facing that team. Yeah. Anyway, the Falcons aren't good. True. I think that we talked ourselves, anyone talking themselves into the Falcons go to the playoffs was idiotic. I don't think that was any of us, was it? That sounds like something Princeton might say, but I don't know. Like JJ. We'll just kick JJ out of the middle. I love that you're just dragging JJ. <laughs> he, apologized to, he apologized to Migos, the Braves, everybody from Atlanta. I saw it on Tops. Great show. The, the one Braves. time you watched, you caught that segment. <laughs> I to see it. Uh, no, I love JJ. I'm just, just, I, I, it was easy to get back on the Falcons bandwagon because they were starting to, Matt Ryan's playing well. They're starting to win some games. It's not a good team. Let me, ask you, let me ask you this. Who, who has a better chance of making the playoffs in your eyes, Brinson, Atlanta or San Francisco? Ooh. Good question. I'll good question. tell you tomorrow. I mean, if, if San Francisco loses to the Rams at home, they're toast. They're three and six. Well, one of these teams, I mean, you have to pick one of the teams. Right I'll now. take San Francisco just to spite you. Oh, I would take them too. Look, I'm not taking them. Uh, Why would I? I'll take, take the Falcons just to double spite both of you. Weird. And we'll all three be losers in two months. That's true. <laughs> it's it's going to be. Cam. I'll take the. I'll take Cam and the Panthers. Frankly, there you go. That's actually. Or actually, you know what? I'm taking the Eagles. You would. That's the. That's the team coming out of the NFC. What did Debo's, you do to Debo? Why are you sucking yeah. up to him? Debo's going to open the door to the bandwagon, shoot you in the face, close the door, and drive off. You're not getting on that bandwagon. I will say we did the same thing with the Eagles last year where they had an easy schedule to close out the year, and they just went the opposite way. And then Peterson four, got fired. Four wins, <laughs> and they were playing Nate Sudfeld in the second half of Week 17. So. And Debo's justified it because they got an extra first-round pick out of it. That's where we were. <laughs> yep. Got that to look forward to. 
All right. Is that all the games? Is that it? That's no. all the games. That's oh, impossible. But that little game guy was shorter than I thought. Good news is we do have a winner for the hat. All right. Excited for it. Now, look, when we do this, we do the hat thing. Everyone puts their handles in there. Debo does a randomizer. I've seen him do it. He's shown me the process. It's completely random. But uh, this is a, a, a loyal podcast listener. Excited for this one. Clarence Yee, you got yourself a Brinson Sucks hat. Let uh, no. Debo know if you want a uh, if you want a uh, a, a, a hoodie or a, or not hoodie, a, a freaking toboggan, winter cap or, or a baseball cap. Also, how do I no longer have a Brinson Sucks hat? What'd you do with it? You give it away? Yeah, I sent it to uh, Lucas. Oh well, Debo can mail you one if you put your name into the uh, raffle. One of the originals. I gave away one of the originals. Congrats to Clarence. Thank you for listening. Remember. We're giving these away every. We'll give one another one away tomorrow night or tonight, another one on Thursday. These things are selling like hotcakes. There's dozens of us. I would literally trade mine for hotcakes. Would you really? All right, let's do quick winners and losers. Who wants to start, Wilson or Breach? Breach, your voice is held up surprisingly well. That's because I've talked less than usual. Yeah, I'll go first because Breach went first last week. Winner, Detroit Lions because they didn't lose. They didn't win, technically, but they tied, and that's a step in the right direction. And I think Dan Campbell taking over play calling duties. Uh, I don't know if it lit a fire under the team, but the running game was working well. The defense was opportunistic, and they should have won that football game, just like the Bears should have beaten the Steelers last week. It didn't happen because uh, Santoso had one of the worst field goal attempts for 48 yards that you will ever see on planet Earth or maybe any other planet. But, uh, I, look, it's a step in the right direction. 0-8-1 is better than... 0-9 breach. They can't go 0-17. They cannot. They would be the first team to ever go 0-17, and they can't do it. That's Ain't going to happen. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know what? <laughs> well, my loser right? was going to my loser was gonna be the Lions. What just happened? Why? Why was this loser going to be the Lions? Because <laughs> they tied. Like, nobody wants a tie. Their kicker was a 48-yard field goal. They're cursed, I, and now they're not. They're winless, and they have a dumb tie on the record, which is even worse. Yeah. 0-16 and one is just the worst. Ooh, that might be worse than 0 and 16. Because it's 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 just it's absurd. It is absurd. That's huh. the Lions are my losers. The first time we've ever had a winner and a loser. Wow. There we okay. go. Now, Brenton, you can either do your winner or your loser. I love it. Anyway. My winner and loser, I don't have one. It's a tie between the Lions. Uh no, I will say that um I had two that really stood out to me. So I'm gonna I actually I'm I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna tie between my two winners. There you go. One, ironically, they're kind of connected. Bill Belichick uncorked one on the only team that ever fired him. The Cleveland Browns. He crushed them. It was 45 to 7. He he inserted himself in the division race, in the AFC race. And again, this team looks and has the feel of a 2001 early edition of the Pats. And the tie for first place with Bill Belichick, Cam Newton. We're throwing it way back. Cam Newton comes in. First pass, touch, first rush, touchdown. First pass, touchdown. He said, I'm back on national TV. Panthers fans have forgotten that they're giving $19 million to Sam Darnold next year and trading a second-round pick for him just because Cam jams some nostalgia in their lives. That's what's happening around Carolina. They don't care about the Darnold thing. So I guess David Tepper technically a winner, but mostly Bill Belichick, Cam Newton, tie. Ironically, again. They were on the same team. 
several months ago. How about your loser or your winner? Your uh, your loser, Wilson. Sorry, I got confused because breach. Because I got to do my winner after oh, yeah, 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 loser. Yeah, so we're doing back, backwards yeah. now. To keep the tie theme going. Uh, my first loser is breach because he was a loss for words once I said the Detroit Lions were winners and he couldn't figure what he said next. Oh, we well, no, because I didn't want to dive into the losers because they were my loser. I thought breach did a good job flipping it. Yeah. I thought he had a stroke. Like, I didn't know what was going on over there. Well, after what I went through this weekend, it's completely possible. Did you go through this weekend? I'm operating on three hours sleep. Uh, over the course of the weekend? Something like that. It wasn't a lot. We've been out with Breach. He's not one to sleep a lot. Breach he does a lot. Of, gets up to a lot of chicanery. My other loser, slightly less loseristic than Breach, Baker Mayfield, because he just costs himself a lot of money, and it, it appears unless he has some sort of uh, come-to-Jesus moment over the next two months where he plays – like McCorkle Jones, basically, um, he may be looking for work in, in another outfit outside of Cleveland after next season, after the 2022 season. So, uh, yeah, Baker Mayfield, John Breach, uh, losers. My winner, the Cincinnati Bengals. They got to sit at home in the most wonderful city in the entire country during huh. their bye week. And what they got to do was watch every team in the AFC North not Win. Ravens, loss. Browns, loss. Steelers, might as well have been a loss because you tied the Lions. Uh, and you're so still out of the Bengals in the division. You get one game closer to winning division by doing nothing. That's the best thing for the Bengals. They don't have to play. You can't lose if you don't play. And that is what they did. So I love that that's your that's, strategy. That's They're so my winner. Brent, we, do, we, do, we do an hour. We do like... like 110 minutes <laughs> on week 10 of the NFL and Breach's winner... Is a team that didn't play. You know, the, you're petitioning the NFL for more bye weeks for the Bengals. Basically you know what the doing. funniest thing is? Is that I literally already had it written down before the podcast started. And our listeners know me so well that someone actually tweeted at me and said, Yo, Breach, are the Bengals going to be your winner this week? The answer is well, yes. You're like giggling like a little girl. Because it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks um, to L. Condonosa. <laughs> I can't talk right now. I'm out. Of, I'm out of words. Out of brains. Uh, my, uh, I think my losers are. It was maybe between Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, but I think it's the. By the way, there, I mean uh, Patrick Mahomes could be a winner too. But I think the Raiders and I, and I just think I'll very on brand. But I think the Raiders are a loser. They're at home, Sunday night football. Chiefs team is struggling worse than they ever have under Mahomes. I mean, under Reed with Mahomes there. And you got a chance to get first place in the division. And he put up 14 points against a, a miserable Chiefs defense. Derek Carr, fine game, not a great game. They don't run the ball at all. Derek Carr is their leading rusher, dominated by Patrick Mahomes. And you feel like your opportunity to sort of flip the script and change everything got completely thrown back in your face. So I, I think the Raiders are probably a loser this week. Anything else to add before we get out of here? Negatory. All Thanks right. for inviting me to your birthday, Jeff. There we go. Birthday shout out to the birthday party I went to. Shout out to, uh, oh, happy birthday, Jeff. Oh, Jeff's 40th birthday? 40th. I hope it's all downhill from here, Jeff. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, uphill, maybe. He's, he's a Steelers fan, so he was. there's another sister kissing. Again with a sister kissing. That's yeah. if a tie is like kissing your sister, don't you know Everyone that? Everyone knows the phrase, so she don't need to say sister kissing on the bottom. <laughs>
He says tiny package and kissing your sister. Tiny package, kissing your sister, and another thing we will talk about. All right. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hitting the like button. Thanks for following along. You guys are the best. We'll be back tomorrow, uh, tonight. We'll be back, back here in less than 24 hours. 20, See ya.